0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world, and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you.
0: O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you. O
0: blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you.
0: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, amen.
0: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee blessed are thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus
1: holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen
0: i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy spirit and born of the virgin mary he suffered under pontius pilate was crucified died and was buried he descended into hell on the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead.
1: I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting, amen.
0: Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world,
0: Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. you. our Lady Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help,
1: pray for us.
0: Our Lady of Guadalupe,
1: pray for us.
0: Virgin most powerful,
1: pray for us.
0: St Joseph,
1: pray for us. St Faustina, pray for us.
0: St John Paul II,
1: pray for us. And
0: all you angels and saints,
1: pray for us.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: You know having that peace that's going to be
2: absolute confirmation that you have been following god's will that you understood where god was calling you you accepted that you acted on it and god will give you that peace yeah absolutely you know i think you know we kind of buy into things that we think are going to give us peace or joy or happiness paul talks about it in colossians 2 6 to 10. he's saying no be rooted in love walk in him see to it that no one captivates you with empty philosophy So we could be what a friend had once called self-propelled Christians. So without God's love, it's almost like we're Fred Flintstone. I guess it's kind of relaxing and all I'm at the wheel. Relaxing
3: nothing. It's terrifying.
2: (laughs) We're trying to push ourselves. God's like, you're being the protagonist. He says, let me do it. And when we do, you know, that peace is actually going to start to come up within us.
4: The Inner Life
2: with Josh Raymond.
4: 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio.
5: There was a kid who went to his mother and said, Mom, if God is real, why can't we see him? And she says, I'm busy now, go ask your father. He says, Dad, how come if God is real, we can't see him? And he says, go ask your mother, I'm busy. (sighs) So the kid is going fishing with Grandpa. One of these beautiful, cool mornings, oh, and the lake is like glass. He says, Grandpa, if God is real, how come we can't see him? And the old man, he looks away, and the kid thinks, yeah, Grandpa's blowing me off too. Well, then he looks at the kid after a couple of minutes, and he says, Junior, At this point in my life, God is pretty much all I can see. You see, as we grow in grace, God becomes only more beautiful. And things we thought were important or special or desirable, be they wealth or fame, they become much less important. So he moves us from grace unto grace. But at any point in that chain, I can say, no, I prefer the world. And we're great fools if we do so.
4: Father Simon says,
5: on relevant radio,
0: Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester.
3: The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. It's 12 minutes past the hour. I'm Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com filling in for Drew today. And just want to remind everyone once again... Drew will be back tomorrow. Drew will be back tomorrow, excuse me, uh, for the live Chaplet of Divine Mercy and certainly appreciate all your prayers uh, while Drew is out and we're doing the pre-records. But he will be back tomorrow, so you have that to look forward to. And speaking of looking forward to something, I have been looking forward to talking to Kevin Jones of the Catholic News Agency, CatholicNewsAgency.com. And uh, he's on Twitter at KevinJJones. We follow each other on Twitter, and I follow his reporting and his commentary there Kevin, welcome to the show.
2: And it's great to be here.
3: So we're here to talk about, I think a, a, disturb- a couple of disturbing incidents of um, strange forms of protest at the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington DC, New- you know St. Patrick's in, in uh, New York City. Uh, by Catholics for Choice, and I think that this is one of the one of the few times where most of the, most Catholics are united. Uh, I, I I read in America magazine, for instance, that this was sacrilege and it was a desecration. Uh, you you're seeing the same reaction, I think, from from lots of different people um, within the Catholic community. Uh, if nothing else, is an extreme miscalculation, I think, by the uh, pro-choice Catholic movement here. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, what went on in both places? I know the Catholic news agency covered this because that's where I read about it.
6: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, my colleague Joe Bacaris reported on this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, just before the March for Life uh, last Friday, there was a vigil mass at the Na- Basilica, the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, where you had many uh, Catholics and uh, pro-life advocates uh, at at mass at this uh, wonderful, beautiful, large cathedral. And while that was going on, uh, the group Catholics for Choice uh, beamed these images uh, for about 90 minutes from across the street of the Basilica. Uh, They were uh, talking, uh, they were addressed to pro-choice Catholics, rather. They were saying, pro-choice Catholics, you are not alone. One in four abortion patients is Catholic. They uh, said the words, stop stigmatizing and start listening. And uh, this was on the uh, very tall bell tower uh, that is a, a D.C. landmark. Uh, it's a very beautiful church, and its was obviously very provocative and it uh, they certainly provoked a reaction
3: well they certainly a reaction they certainly provoked kevin i would I, I would say a, a very strong reaction, and I suspect probably um, one that they hadn't quite calculated now that was at the that was in the uh, at the d c at the at the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. At St. Uh, Patrick's, I'm not sure if it's the, the same group, but um, a, a similar group, um, uh, they beamed God Loves Abortion onto St. Patrick's Cathedral. Also, Joe Pakuris uh, reported on this as well. Uh,
2: yes, yes, yes. And this was a uh, much more obviously militant group. They had about 100 demonstrators outside St. Patrick's Cathedral, and they were uh, yelling obscenities at the people who were coming and going to church for the uh, prayer vigil for life there. And uh, it was, uh, well, uh, they are not family-friendly language. Lots of expletives deleted. Uh, They would uh, also say, uh, shame, uh, thank God for abortion, go home fascists, go home, and New York hates you. Uh, Not a very good uh, uh, feeling for those people there. Uh, Now, this was not Catholics for Choice. This was, let me see if I can find the exact name of the group here.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was a, uh, New York City for Abortion Rights was the name of the group. Yes, New the York City for Abortion was, Rights. Yes, there we yes, go. Yes. yes, yes. yes. And uh, uh, they Barnes were much more militant, reported, but
2: they that, did yes. also uh, have a uh, an illumination display. They beamed up uh, the sayings, God loves abortion and abortion forever on the outside of the cathedral.
3: Is that... I, I guess Kevin, and we're, again, we're speaking with Kevin Jones of Catholic News Agency. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm just not hip and with it, but is that like a new form of protest? This is really, honestly, the first time I've heard of people using uh, projections uh, to to put on churches for any particular purpose. But you know, especially you know, especially notable yes. For yes. supportive abortion.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For churches, it seems somewhat new. Uh, I have not heard of any cases so far. There have been some precedents. Uh, someone famously uh, beamed some protests. Uh, signs on to the uh, Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. soon after Donald Trump was elected. We've had labor unions uh, get involved in this, and uh, one anti-abortion group has projected some graphic images on uh, restaurants and Planned Parenthood facilities. Um, I'm told someone put a nativity scene on a local chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union with this technology. So it is uh, okay. a very provocative uh, new territory for a lot of us. But especially, I think uh, going after a church like this uh, is is very provocative. Uh, unfortunately, in a year uh, coming off of uh, several years of increased vandalism targeting churches right. and many other places in society.
3: Well, and I think Kevin, if you got the a group like the New York City for Abortion Rights militant group doing this, that's that's one thing. Certainly, we can call it despicable. We can call it egregious, and it, it's all of those things. But in, in the case in Washington, D.C., these were people who are proclaiming themselves as Catholics doing this. And I think that that's a particularly, um, uh, a particularly uh, just notable, but I think it's particularly bad to have Catholics doing something like this in in what is a sacred space, what should be considered at least to Catholics as sacred space. Um,
2: yes. Yes. Now, this group, Catholics for Choice, has long been rejected by the U.S. bishops. They say it does not reflect Catholic teaching. Right. Uh, if you look at their uh, at their history, they were uh, launched uh, decades ago to uh, try and cultivate a Catholic presence in the abortion debate that leaned towards the pro-abortion rights side. Now, they tend to be uh, funded by some very wealthy Protestants. Uh, some Rockefeller money went to them back in the day when they were launched. Right now, they're getting quite a bit from uh, the Warren Buffett family through the Susan Thompson Foundation, uh, several, million, uh, several million over the past few years from that foundation alone. Uh, one of the families linked to the Hewlett-Packard Foundation is also a big donor to them historically, as well as the Ford Foundation, another giant in philanthropic giving. So... Um, in one way, well, we can reassure ourselves that uh, Catholics are not putting their money where their mouth is, <laughs> that these uh, self-described Catholics aren't uh, aren't getting paid by Catholics. On the other hand, it is a concern that, uh, that this kind of activity is going. It shows a certain distorted view of Catholicism at work in this organization.
3: So, I mean, again, we're speaking with Kevin Jones of the Catholic News Agency. Catholic News Agency... Dot com, um is the URL, and they've got all sorts of um, up-to-date news on that website, so be sure to check that out. Kevin, I mean, this is, it, it, I mean, I, I guess we could almost call this an AstroTurf type of situation. And I mean, AstroTurf is, for those who aren't, who aren't really uh, familiar with the term, it's fake grassroots. Um, you, you hear people who are, you know, claim to be a grassroots organization, but it turns out that they're funded by completely, you know, um, much different um, uh, funding sources than what they're claiming. It's not really a grassroots organization. It's just sort of a front. Um, is, is that an apt term then for Catholics for Choice, or is this sort of a hybrid? I, I
2: believe it is largely accurate. At the same time, there is a uh, substantive uh, percentage of Catholics who back abortion rights right. in their private lives and uh, some in their public lives. Uh, you have a uh, Various politicians of uh, certain parties uh, that have come to prominence, and it's uh, a very uh, sad issue, and it reflects some of the disunity within our church and within our uh, our own congregations, and sometimes our own families too.
3: And and I, I, you have to ask yourself what the impact of this type of stunt is going to be, right? I mean, and, and that's something that, um, that that and it was mentioning American magazine. Um, which is not usually a terribly conservative uh, outlet, but certainly is worth reading. Uh, And uh, J.D. Long Garcia had a a fairly lengthy essay about this um, uh, late last week. And he says, It's appalling to see an organization that claims to be Catholic project pro-abortion messaging onto a structure that celebrates the conception of the Mother of God. What am I supposed to take from this? That St. Anne should have been given the chance to abort Mary? No doubt most Catholics who see this will be offended, whatever their stance on abortion. Um, even if we do not consider this sacrilege, the sacrilege, the prank is childish and rude. Uh, imagine going to the movies only to discover someone projecting messages on the lead character's forehead. Um, and I mean, this is—it's very common sense. It's—it's a—it's a very good column. And I think that he's—the point he's driving at here is that it's this type of stunt that is going to is going to unite most Catholics in disgust. And I think that that's sort of been the reaction, certainly from the. Uh, certainly from the American Catholic hierarchy, the bishops and, and um, uh, the rest of the hierarchy, but probably also, I would imagine, uh, there's been a lot of people who have been speaking out about about this just from the actual Catholic grassroots, if you will, from the pews.
2: Um, yes, yes, I think this is a, a, a rare uh, moment of unity. Uh, Cardinal Gregory himself, the Archbishop of Washington, D.C., made a very good statement on this matter and i think this is um this is a point uh, for unity. Now, while you could argue that there is disunity in the church on this issue, there's is also a great sense of unity coming out of this story. And right. that might be a uh positive news to take from this.
3: Could be very much a blessing. Let's go to the phones. Mary in California wants to join the conversation. Mary, welcome.
6: Yes, thank you for taking my call. I was going to make a suggestion. Uh, is it possible that our Catholics do not know their Christian faith? They're ignorant of their uh, Christian faith. They're ignorant of the holiness of God, of the holiness of the Eucharist, uh, of confession. Therefore, uh, their thinking has been secularized totally, Mm
4: -hmm. and
6: that's why the division in the Church, and I know of my own... Church, uh, Maybe 75% of the people in the church uh, would vote that way because they, they go more for social justice, let's po- put it that way, rather okay. than the thinking of abortion.
3: Well, Mary, I appreciate your call. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I think there's always ample opportunity to improve catechesis. And actually, this might be a good opportunity to to reemphasize that, Kevin. Um, I, I think that you can balance out. I mean, there's certainly there you can. I, I hate getting into the if you're Catholic, you've got to vote this way or that way. I certainly have my own preference. And. You follow me on Twitter, so you know what that is. But, but mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I actually think that I, I respect the, um, the people who are, are, are focused on social justice, because I think they're also focused on important aspects of, of um, Catholic faith, too. Um, but I do think that this might be a, a great opportunity to provide stronger catechesis. And so again, perhaps a, a blessing coming out of this.
2: Uh, yes, Ed, I would agree. Uh, at the same time, I'm sure you saw many uh, signs at the March for Life in D.C. saying "Social justice begins in the womb."
3: Absolutely, there yeah.
2: um, a lot of that uh, energy uh, is uh, doesn't need to be split. For some, some people can manage to try and pursue all of it,
5: I, I'm uh, not necessarily right in yet. public
2: life, but it is. Uh, God bless the people who can uh, do their best at at, pre- pre- at presenting a, a united vision. Uh, and I do think that this, uh, this division is, is, uh, in Catholic life um, harms the peace of the church, and uh, peace is one of the gifts from God. So I think really looking to God, like our caller said, is uh, something that we all need to do coming out of this.
3: I think so, too. And this is one of the just to just to wrap up things here, we got a little little less a little less than a minute here, too. I think this is one of the blessings coming from this um, from this uh, pontificate, too, is that there has been um, there has been an opportunity here to awake to pastoral issues as well as theological issues. And for a certain type of unity to form around all of these issues, because, you know, the, the Holy Father speaks to all of these issues, including abortion, and is very strong on that. And, and I think that that's one of the things that uh, maybe another way that we can, we can use this for good.
2: That's uh, very good to say,
3: yes. Well, Kevin Jones, I want to thank you for coming on. I know it was short notice. CatholicNewsAgency.com, is there any other place that you'd like us to uh, to, to follow you at?
2: Um, No, just follow my work at Catholic News Agency. I am on Twitter at Kevin J. Jones.
3: At Kevin J. Jones on Twitter. I follow Kevin on Twitter. And, in fact, I have my little Catholic media feed on my tweet deck, and Kevin's a big part of that. So I get a chance to see a lot of what he's writing. I get a chance to see a lot of what he's saying. Kevin Jones, thank you so much for being with us. When we come back, we're gonna be talking more about the uh, issues of gender theory and the church. I'm Ed Morrissey filling in for Drew. We'll be right back.
4: You know, the word is spreading
2: around America. This is the go-to place if you've got a prayer. And you want the whole country praying for it, so I invite people to join us every night for the Family Rosary Cross America Live,
4: 7 p.m. Central, bringing Christ to the world through the media. Relevant Radio.
0: Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com/forester.
2: Keeping you better informed, educated, and inspired. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio.
4: It's
3: 30 minutes past the hour. I'm Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. Filling in for Drew today, taking your calls, and perhaps recalling the words of Pontius Pilate. What is truth when it comes to gender theory, when it comes to um, biology, when it comes to human biology, biological sex, gender, What is truth? And the Archdiocese of Milwaukee has recently grappled with this, and here to talk to us about that is Father Javier Bustos. He is the Vicar General of the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and pastor of Our Lady Queen of Peace Parish. He just led a committee on developing a document laying out the Archdiocese's response to gender theory. To say it's been controversial would be an understatement. Father Javier, thank you so much for being with us today.
6: Thank you very much, Ed. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
3: So, I mean, I think it's it, it, the reason why it's controversial is because I think we're still grappling with with this line from the Passion: "What is truth? What is truth?" And and, and well, I think uh, that people don't want to. I think people don't want there to be truth.
6: Yeah, I, I love the way you started the, the the conversation because if you go to the Gospel when when Pilate asked Jesus, "What is what is truth?" And the Gaspels uh, leaves uh, a section in silence. There is silence. There is nothing. And and the reader may say, well, the, the, there is no answer to that question. When in fact, Pilate is presented with the best of all answers. He was in front of truth. You see, we're talking here about the truth of, sal- the, of salvation. This is not academic truth. This is that truth that you learn in school. Uh, we're talking about Truth is set of free, so Pilate was given the best of all answers, the person of Jesus Christ. So he himself was in front of truth. Uh, truth is not just something you learn. Truth is a person, a person of Jesus Christ, and, uh, and he, we are to embrace that truth. In fact... When reading the gospel carefully, you realize that the, the ultimate goal of our journey of faith is the embracing of that truth with all our heart, with all our mind. And this is
3: the reason why I bring it up is because this, this document that uh, has been promulgated uh, by the Archdiocese of Milwaukee starts off with this, by saying what you just said. The truth will set you free. Christ's words to his disciples call Christians in every age to embrace the truth of who we are as children of God, for only in embracing this truth can we be set free. And the truth is, is that we are made, uh, through biology, through science, we are made in, into into two sexes, male and female, and the question has come up in in overall culture as to whether or not different organizations, different communities, are going to recognize the truth of that, or whether they're going to instead prove malleable to whatever the feelings are of each person at the time that you come into contact with them, uh, and. It's certainly easier, Father Javier, to to accommodate that, right? And it's certainly easier to accommodate that and 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 not have a confrontation with people to to express a sort of facile um, uh, tolerance. I mean, tolerance isn't really right. Whereas, sort of a facile love, I guess you would say, by by just agreeing with them and and going along with them. But I think the struggle that that Catholic churches and dioceses have is that the actual way to love people is through the truth and we can't we can't express the truth while engaging in a falsehood which is the falsehood being that there is no biology there is there there is no gender other than just you know uh, mental constructs which is just simply not true yeah i like to
6: start by saying that I I understand. I'm a pastor. You said that at the beginning. Besides being a professor and and I, I taught sexual ethics for over 15 years already, and and, and I but I'm a pastor. I'm I'm a pastor of a parish, and I do have people who struggle with their their own sexuality, and and I understand this is a very sensitive and difficult issue and a cross Indeed. for many and i'm uh, definitely and the document you, you're referring to is is a policy there's a catechesis involved and uh but we cannot use a policy as a means for for ministry you see um, we still as pastor we need we we have the responsibility to bring people to that truth, and that yep. is not easy. It's easier to say than, than actually do it, and, and my brother priests who are listening to this radio show would understand that and would right. agree that this is a challenge. And uh, so this is, this document is, is that was reviewed by a number of people and experts, and it was approved by, by the Archbishop of Milwaukee, is is a policy that is intends to guide to something that is actually very obvious, and uh, it's not saying anything new. What we the committee did is to put into a policy something that is in church teaching, and uh, and it needed to be said. The gender theory is nothing new; it's been under construction, if you want. After World War One and then after World War Two, it became very popular with a number of, of thinkers and 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 philosophers. Um, then after in in the 1970s with sexual revolution, uh, and then in the postmodern age, it became very prominent to talk about gender. Um, And currently, with this postmodern age, when you could redefine everything, you see the whole concept of truth is, is uncomfortable for today's culture. We live in a yep. culture where we can challenge everything. You can, and it's difficult, even for us priests and theologians. It's difficult to be able to to enter into the discussion because it's, it's like asking a fish to define water. Somehow, we are part of this culture. So right. and, uh, so, but uh, um, we we have to to pause and we look at the church teaching and we listen to the gospel. And, uh, and we listened to the three most recent popes, St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict, then, then Pope Francis, and, uh, and they've been very, very clear. And, uh, and people, when they read this document, say, oh, again, they're talking against homosexuality. The document is not, uh, is, is not directly directed to homosexual individuals, to people with right. same-sex attraction. The gospel is dealing with a very concrete issue, the issue of gender theory, gender ideology, which is actually a very concrete issue. It's right. people who believe that uh, the whole concept of gender should disappear, that gender uh, should not exist. Like, um, there is no male, there is no female, um, that gender has been used to promote uh, one agenda, that the whole concept of gender has been used to, uh, uh, to oppress one gender over the other, um, that uh, gender is a, is, a, is a social construction, that uh, uh, there should not be distinction between the gender and biological sex.
4: And,
6: yeah,
3: uh, Father, so, Father Javier Father Javier was again we're speaking with Father Javier Bustos who's the vicar general for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee taking your calls at 888-914-9149 and by the way being the vicar general of any any diocese or archdiocese is a really tough job. So, you know, God bless you, Father Javier, for for uh, for serving in that role. That is that is already a difficult role, and when you're dealing with these issues, you know, obviously the controversy that comes through it, it's even more difficult. And and I mean, this you really people who are hearing about this really should take the time to read the entire document. It's available through the archdiocese. You can also go to uh, I I accessed it through the national catholic register ncregister.com, where they have an uh, they had an article about this a few days ago so i was reading it based off a link from that and and look i mean i think that what there's what was happened is i think that there is a legitimate question as to whether or not the society has treated both biological sexes with equal dignity right and i think i think this is where this comes from where you have, this, where you have a, a, a legitimate question about equal dignity uh, for men and women. And, and, and based on that, the conversation should be, how do we provide that sort of equal dignity to men and women? Instead, through gender theory, what we've come up with is, is a way of basically avoiding that question. Uh, even though I think it's lar- I think it's largely been answered anyway, but I think this avoids it, it's a it's a way to avoid it by just simply ignoring truth and saying, well, we're, we don't need to deal with that anymore because there's no there's no, no reason to have equal uh, equal dignity with recognition of the blessings of each uh, each uh, biological sex. Now we're just going to pretend that none of it happens, and the rest of you should pretend that as well. And I think that's I think that's where this has gotten hung up on is that people have decided to to avoid the, the, the real issue
6: uh, in order to create uh, a way around it. Yeah, I mean, it is true. You said something that um, is part of the proponents of gender theory. And one of the, the, their, their main ideas is that gender is, is part of the structure of power. Right. And, and that, that way um, is, is unequal. So then, we need to get rid of gender. Well, the Church has an answer for that, and uh, and I think has a wisdom that we could, understand. We should be be aware of. It, it was actually Saint John Paul II in his uh, uh, document Reconciliatio et Penitencia, the document of the sacrament of reconciliation. I invite everybody to read number sixteen of that document, uh, where he talks about the structure of sin the structures of, of, of death and the culture of death, you see, um, it is true that the, the ris- there are structures that promote these inequalities, not only with gender, but also with race, with many other uh, aspects of our lives, and we should not, we could not promote those type of injustices, including gender injustice uh that's that's something that we could not promote but francis has been very vocal about it but that doesn't mean that the problem is is have to do with gender or our sexuality uh, it's a problem of sinfulness It's right. a problem that that that, that we, we we that we do not recognize the inherent in, in the innate dignity of the human person that is equal in male in men and women uh regardless of the of the of the gender is we we share the same dignity and uh uh but doesn't mean that uh uh, uh we we should get rid of uh, of uh, of the whole understanding of gender and and, and separate them um pope uh, pope francis addressing the the bishops in Puerto Rico um, he actually said that the complementary of man and woman, the, uh, the pinnacle of divine creation, is
3: being. I think we might have lost Father Javier there, so we, we will try to get Father Javier back. And, uh, you know, these things, these things do happen. So, yeah, let's just take a quick early break. We'll get Father Javier back to talk more about their policy on gender theory and, and more about the policy, also more about the reaction to the policy, which I think is um, very noteworthy. I'm Ed Morrissey filling in for Drew Mariani. We'll be right back.
0: Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester.
5: But you'll bring
2: out the best and the worst you can be. Blame it all on
3: yourself because she's always a woman to me. It's 47 minutes past the hour. I'm Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. Filling in for Drew. Coming up, by the way, after our show, the Kale Clark Show, was Russia properly consecrated to Our Lady. Kale Clark will be discussing that here uh, uh, in, uh, at 5 p.m. Central Time, so stick around for that. We do have Father Javier Bustos back on the line, the Vicar General of the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and pastor of Our Lady Queen of Peace Parish. And Father Javier, sorry about the technical difficulties, but thank you for, uh, thank you for dialing back in. A pleasure. I'm glad we are connected again. <laughs> uh, well, these things happen. Uh, you know, technology is uh, technology is also a reality. Unfortunately, sometimes. But um, I, I want to talk a little bit. First off, there's there's a number of policy um, uh, policy pronouncements that are in this that are based on the catechesis of the Church, um, and I don't want to get too deep into this. But basically, the the policy that you lay out in Section 3 of this is based on the fact that basically biological sex differences are real, and therefore we are going to approach these as they are real. While, while affirming and emphasizing that this is not an opportunity to bully people who are are, are experiencing difficult uh, difficult times or difficulty in dealing with uh, gender and, and biological sex issues, but that this is how we must approach it, through love. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talk. I want to talk to you just a little bit about that and how it's been received so far. Yeah,
6: in fact, I, um, th- this document has been reviewed by a number of uh, principals and and uh, people in the field, people who are actually working on, on schools and parishes, uh, people from different point of view. Uh, we wanted to uh, provide
3: an. Inst- And I'm not sure if Father Javier is still there. We are having some difficulties here, folks, so I apologize for that. Um, We'll wait for Father Javier to see if he comes back on the line.
0: Noelle Merring, she wrote a book called Awake, Not Woke. A Christian response to the cult of this progressive ideology that's infecting our country. Yeah,
6: You know, one of the things I think we have to distinguish is that church is a human institution, but it's also a divine institution. The truth is also in the sacramental life of the Church. Staying close to the sacraments is how we have truth in our hearts, that's through the confession, through knowing ourselves, and through growing closer to Christ. But the only way that this transformation of the Church and society is going to come is through faithful Catholics living the fullness of the faith as closely as they possibly can. So while it's utterly discouraging to see corruption in the Church, the Church has been a target of this movement for a long time, as was the family. So there's going to be corruption but there's also excellent beautiful amazing holy shepherds as well i think we have to be warriors but happy warriors you No, know, we have to fight this fight and be courageous but also have hope
4: the drew mariani show
0: the latest news and the issues of the day through the eyes of our faith 2
5: p.m central on relevant radio
4: i just wanted to share that a year ago when i started listening to the divine mercy I have never prayed it as intensely as I have with you and prayed the rosary with Father Rocky. Anyways, I was praying for my three adult children to come back to their faith. And I can tell you that I have two that have returned and are even reading their Bible now. Wow. We're talking about doing a Bible study as a family together. And if you would have asked me this a year ago, I would have said, no, there, there's no way, you know. But thank you, Jesus. Two of them are back and we're praying for the third one. and She's sounding like she's going to go back
0: to. You know, I just love that story because that's another one of those things. People with addiction and kids away from the faith, they often think that, you know, oh, those prayers are never going to be answered. My prayers aren't working. You're a Monica that has seen the fruit of your prayer, and I'm so grateful for your call.
4: The Divine Mercy Chaplet, part of the Drew Mariani Show. 3 p.m. Central on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you're just tuning in now And you're in your car And you're wondering
2: What on earth is going on here It's just a bunch of crazy Happy Catholics <laughs> who get together in the evening
0: Pray the Rosary If you haven't experienced The Family Rosary Across America yet Round up your family
5: In front of the TV At 7 p.m. Central And stream The Family Rosary Across America From Relevant Radio
6: I would like to pray For my aunt I'd like mm-hmm. to pray For my nephew I would
5: like to pray For this little child That's been given Limited days to that live Do you believe In
2: miracles Luke? Oh yeah. So do I. And that's what we're going to pray for. Sounds like you come from a good family. How many brothers and sisters do you have?
4: I have five brothers and one sister.
2: Holy smokes. Your parents must be saints.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Spend half an hour with Jesus, his blessed mother Mary, and families from coast to coast. The Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky, 7 p.m. Central on Relevant Radio. Video stream on the Relevant Radio app and at RelevantRadio.com. The Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Get caught up on that conversation you missed by going to the Relevant Radio Archives. Just
2: select the Drew Mariani Show.
3: It's Ed Morrissey. We're back. Uh, I really apologize for the technical issues, but we are working on, diligently on getting Father Javier Bustos back on with us to at least wrap up the conversation here, talk a little bit about the challenges that this, uh, that this new policy and really restatement of, of longstanding truth. Uh, is generating for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Father Javier Bustos, of course, is the Vicar General there, as well as the pastor at Our Lady Queen of Peace uh, Parish in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And I was just going through some of the different issues that this policy that the policy in this covers. Now the policy is interesting, and I would I would encourage people to to find this. And again, you can go to the NCRegister.com story about this and find the link to get to this. Um, I, you can download it as a as a pdf but i would i would say take a look at the policy especially if you live in the archdiocese of of milwaukee because the the policies are going to apply to how um how the parishes are going to operate but i would say really focus on section 2 which is the catechesis and there's there's four there's four main bullet points here for the catechesis and it's that the the first one is that the church teaches that the human person created in the image and likeness of God is a unified creature composed of body and soul. The second is our biological sex expressed by our body is a gift from God and is unchangeable. Now you can say, well, this is, you know, that's, that's your religious faith telling you this. We also know that this is actual hard science telling us this, you know, um, With the exception of very few cases, our DNA, uh, our our chromosomes are hardwired for two genders, or two sexes, and sexes is probably a better term in this case, just as the way it is for most of the animal kingdom. It's it's the way that God has ordered his creation, Um, and there is no getting around that truth. We can pretend that there's getting around that truth, we can uh say that uh well we can work around that truth we can uh do uh, you know we can we can make allowances <clears throat> and again not that this is an opportunity to to bully or, or or um express hatred towards people who are in a state of confusion or in a state of uh being lost over this cuz we're all lost at different points in time and and, and different points of sin but it is important not to mislead people by by falling into that and biological sex is a hard and, hard and fast scientific fact so in the catechesis in two point two um that is not just religious doctrine that is uh faith um uh, and so that i think is it's really one of the the better um it might be the the most kind and loving part of this, and it's, none of this is, is, is unkind or unloving, but I, I, I do particularly like 2.2. A person's biological sex is ex- expressed in and through the body. It cannot be changed because it is bestowed by God as a gift and a calling, and the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Biological sex is a gift because in the very act of creation, God bestows upon each human person a biological sex, two sexes that are different, Equal and complementary. Uh, it is a calling because we work out our salvation through our masculinity or femininity. In other words, a human human persons do not experience the freedom and joy of salvation despite their biological sex, but only in and through it. And, and I think the issue here for us is that when we fall into uh, the confusion of this, it's because we have fallen short. We have sinned in how we how we recognize the, the gifts, the, the, um, the, um, the, the creation, our, our role in creation in this, by somehow reducing the dignity of one sex in, in regards to the other. And, you know, we, we can talk about that. And I think that when you, you get to people who are doing gender theory based on power structures, you can understand why. Uh, people get lost in this because there's been a very real basis for being lost in this. And this is, I think, a, a great document to reset on, on this. Now, we have a couple minutes left. and I think we have Father Javier back with us. Father Javier, welcome back to the show and really apologize for all the difficulties today. Sorry, say that again. Uh, Father Javier, are you with us? Yes, I'm in. I'm Excellent, and I really apologize for all the difficulties. We've got about a minute and a half left. I really just want to let you talk about how this is rolling out. We got one minute left. I, just very quickly, tell us how this is how, how this is rolling out in the Archdiocese of
6: Milwaukee. Well, we uh, we are ex- sending this document to all the pastors and 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 schools. Uh, I suspect that we have received a number of. Um, Uh, Emails, uh, people, some people are are upset, but most people actually are very welcoming of this document. Um, I realize that the the people who may not like the document are people who actually uh, have not had the time to really read or or understand the depth. And, uh, and the meaning of the document I, and uh, I, 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 we will we will have a number of presentations for priests and lay people and in both in english and in spanish to be able to explain and answer some questions father javier bustos we're so
3: sorry that that's all the time we have thank you so much i'm ed morrissey filling in for drew we'll be right back
6: been trying to find a way to convert my atheist grandpa. I really admire you, Charlie, because at 12 years old, not only do you take your own faith in Jesus seriously, but you're trying to help your grandfather. Relevant Radio.
4: Patrick, yesterday that 12-year-old Charlie's call prompted me that I'm upping my contributions to Relevant Radio. I cannot believe what a powerful, powerful program that is to do that to a 12-year-old boy. Thank you. Donate now on the Relevant Radio website or app.